TC numbers? Go. Just... These three guys bleed New Jersey Devils hockey. It's Dan, Chris, and Bobby. The... Wait a second. <laughs> Stop. This can't be the right one. What the fuck? All right. Why don't we just keep rolling? Hold on. Oh, yeah, you want to? <laughs> Why not? Okay. That was the uh, intro. Oh. For whenever you're ready to play it, just play it. Here so we go. that was our old the intro. Oh, here we go. That's that it. was our wrong uh, intro, <laughs> but uh, so you, we were supposed to hear from Kenny Danico, but I guess he wasn't feeling it today. So he, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get him back on when you least expect it. We're just going to have that's it. it. Just pop it on yeah. whenever you whenever you exactly. get him. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sakes! Hey, uh, I have to take this call from my daughter, so why don't you guys uh, get going? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think this might be the most disorganized show we've ever done, which says a lot, uh, you know. Definitely. Uh, we we are coming off a whirlwind, uh, crazy uh, overtime leading to shootout win over the Caps. Guys, what did you think about this game? Uh, what did you What did you think, Bob? Well, first off, I was really confused with the goalie choice. But I'm looking at that saying, you know, if Vitek didn't get that game, are they saying he's going to get Montreal? and thereby maybe taking him out of the possible matchup with Carolina. So that's the first thing that really concerned me. I want right. him playing against Carolina. Like, this is going to be our guy. He needs to play certain games. So I don't understand the lineup of that. Yeah, I man, I was going to get into this. Doesn't this seem to you like the management has, and the coaching at least, has like really shown that they do not feel secure with Vanacek? I mean, it does. It does say that, but more yeah. than that, like it just – it doesn't line up because unless you literally plan on resting him now for an extended period of time, he's going to get that Montreal game. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean he can't play Carolina, but unless it's kind of a easy breezy game, he's not going to get Carolina. I heard Spalding make that. a comment. He made a comment about his workload, which is funny because this is something Chris said last time we were talking about the book on him was that he maybe can't handle a huge workload. And so that filtered some way to Spalding. So you know, like, he didn't pull that out of his ass. He's heard that from somewhere in the organization, maybe Danico, maybe others. So it's like I think that you could tell the organization is feeling that, okay, our best chance with him is to is to give him as much rest as possible. And that's kind of – I didn't really expect that going into this season that he would have to be, you know, pampered with a lower, lighter workload. But maybe it's for real. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's definitely for real, and you know whether or not it's right, I don't know. But you know, definitely they, the coaching staff, it wants to, like you said, give him as much rest as possible. I was a little bit surprised with the Schmid being in last night, but at the same time, I, I kind of was like, oh well, you know, I kind of fucking expected it, uh, you know, because just with what's his, and I'm. I don't think that they're going to be just running Vanacek in the playoffs. I think they're going to split them 50-50 and whoever our backup is. And I think that could be a mistake. Look, I like Akira Smead, but I just think, you know, to have to be successful in the playoffs, a lot of that is riding a hot goalie. Um, you, you know, in the early rounds, even last year, like I think we saw, you know, in Carol, uh, Colorado, rather, uh, who was Kemper's backup last year? Um, I can't remember. 
right off the top of my head, but right. it, you know they both played a little bit in the first series. I think the backup got a, a game or two, and then kind of it just went to Kemper by the second, third round, and he had the, the big workload. But yeah, apparently Vitek Vanacek, unlike Tony, can't handle a big load. So <laughs> and, pulling it out my ass. No, um, <laughs> so what do you guys think? Like, so do you guys think that tomorrow will be um, Schmid and Vanacek on Sunday? Is that what you got? Because I was going to ask you guys that because I'm kind of think I would. Ra- I, I have to say I'd rather see Vanacek in on Sunday. Just I'm loving what Schmid's doing and stuff, but personally I would like to see Vanacek in there. But what do you guys think? Now, now why, why do you, I just want to know why do you want to see Vanacek on Sunday mostly because of why? I just trust. I mean, I think Schmid's done great. I just because it's I, a better team. Kind of a big, it's kind of a big game, and right. if he's going to be our starter. I think that pressure gotcha. he has to start in that mode now. Kind of, you know, I think he should. Okay. I think. I think the Mont- no, not the Montreal game, but I think the Carolina game is kind of a big game for us. Yeah, you know, no, you're right. You're right. You know, and I think that he's going to be. I don't think it'll be split fifty-fifty. I do think that Schmid will get a lot of play though if he's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think I would like. I was to just see... surprised too because Vanacek did well against Washington, and it's his, you know, a team he wants to play well against. So, yeah. wow, if you're not going to play him against that, it, it shows that you're not happy. And they also had uh, Spalding. At least some, no, actually, it was Sal, Sal. given his 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 breakdown in stats. Uh, you know, looking at goals against and how it's creeped up, and uh, you know how his save percentage has fallen. And you know, I thought it was kind of telling. You know, they're kind of explaining to everybody why we're not going with Vanacek as the man anymore here. Now, here's my problem with this, and you tell me if I'm just like looking at it because I was. I'll be honest with you, I was definitely off the Blackwood. You know bandwagon after Chris. I gave him a lot more uh, leeway. I don't know how you guys felt about Blackwood and when things turned for you. But, you know, I kind of look at it and always maybe have a tendency to blame the goalie last. But, you know, when it comes to Vanacek, I I don't think the numbers are really fair over the last month or so. Like, in other words, look look at Schmidt last night. He won the game. He did great. He played well. What was his save percentage? He he had stopped twenty out of twenty two. Um, it's you know it, it, it's not a stellar. He didn't have the kind of goalie performance that we saw against us for the last couple games, making fifty saves and stuff like that. You know, so I'm just saying like this team right now. I don't think any goalie is gonna have the best numbers because they are not playing the great defense they were a few months ago. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with that. I definitely want Vanacek to play better, but I don't think it's as bad as I think team thinks it is when it comes to him I don't don't know Phil off with that I mean I I agree with you I think that it definitely is uh, you know like I was shocked Uh, if you have faith in Vanacek to be your number one there's absolutely no reason that Shemit should have been in goal last night especially not not just because it was Washington it's his former team uh, it's also the way the schedule lays out for the rest of this week yeah let's play the next game you're giving your backup two games in the next two out of the next three games and to me that just doesn't make sense unless they're going to say well look you know we want to kind of see if this whole workload thing is true or not we're going to give you the whole weekend vanny we're going to put you in saturday and sunday i would be absolutely shocked if they did that i don't think that's even a, a question but it just it, you know where, where's i'm curious of where the coaching staff's head is like with with vanacek because 
I, I, it doesn't seem like he hasn't. They have any faith in him, and that's just going to cause whatever little issues he's having right now to become right. pounded. Because yeah, now you, now you're fucking with his head, and he yeah. knows that you know he's not a stupid guy. And I think at the same time, though, as a coaching staff, you kind of got to look at this, and you know, take the goaltending situation this year and juxtapose that with the goaltending situation we had last year. Right. I mean, it's it's second to none. Like ride Vanacek. This is why we got him. Schmid is yeah. capable, and I think Schmid will be a good goalie for us, a good number one down the road. He's right. not ready yet. Uh, he's better than Blackwood. But and you same... know what? He might have been more ready. If you're worried about Vanacek now, he might have. Schmid might have been more ready if we didn't give Blackwood time after time. Like so much of those games that he played, Schmidt could have had more under his belt. He would have known more about him. And you might have been. Who knows? If all those games Blackwood played, Schmid was in for, and he was excellent. You might have been right now sitting going, dude, we have to play Schmidt. He's out of his head. He's awesome. Well, we don't know that because they wasted time with Blackwood. That annoys me. Well, let me ask you guys a question and tell me what you think. Do you think there's any chance that this coaching staff right now is saying, well, we want to see who we're going to play and who we're going to ride in the playoffs? Do you think that there's any decision, like there, any kind of, uh, you know, um, dilemma here that they're trying to, they're not 100% sure with, with, uh, with Vanacek, and they, they want to play Schmid this time to, to see. Maybe Schmid is going to be the guy we ride into the playoffs. What do you guys think? I don't believe so, but... Yeah. So you think Vanacek is it no matter what? Yeah, I do believe that. Um, I think that, of course, now Vanacek you know, loses two games in a row. I think they're going to definitely make the change. And if Schmid gets hot, I don't know if that change... I think that might... That's one I think they're going to ride. You know, I don't think they'll let him lose too many games but I think at first the I, the mindset for them right now is that Vanacek is the number one but that's my opinion I hope so I do hope so but you know sometimes their actions are just you know make you scratch your head I mean the um, last few games you don't schedule your number one that way you just don't no, do that no it's weird. I mean what do you think Bob well that's why I'm trying to wrap my head around it. again when I saw him starting I'm your thinking, big so bald these... head that glorious <laughs> light above it who's <laughs> talking dude it's like Kevin is shining down on you. It's like, <laughs> like shirts versus skins right now. If you ever if you're seeing a visual, yeah, it's basically it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guys. Were, okay, go ahead. The, the, you know, the GM and all his people—they're sitting around a table and they're talking about like, "Hey, who are we going to start this upcoming week?" And collectively, they all came up with me for that game, which lines up everything for the week just wrong. So I just don't yeah. get it. I don't think they're literally saying. Schmidt might be our guy in the playoffs. I don't believe that for a second. I think they know it's going to be V. So why the hell did they do that? I do you think know. there's a chance that Vanacek expressed some like, look, I got to work some things out in my head or maybe some weird minor injury they don't want to disclose? I mean, I was just trying to think, make sense of this because I just feel like you guys, this just doesn't make sense. Well, maybe there's some missing piece we don't know that would make it make sense. I don't know. Well, that that's definitely a possibility, but could it also just be that they're saying to Vanacek, "You're our number one. We're the guy. You're gonna we're gonna ride you in the playoffs, but we're gonna give you as much time to get ready for that that you need. Any you know, any whenever we can get a night off for you, we're gonna give you a night off. You can rest, but come playoff time, you better be ready." Um, you know, and maybe they're, they're saying, the, you know what, let's get this team together. You know, right. like Meyer's not really infused yet. We haven't even had Lazar play yet. Maybe they're like, look, if we want to rest you, now's a good time because the team needs some time to gel anyway. Right. I, don't, and, I mean, that's looking optimistically. I'm just worried that they don't know how to handle goalies because I'm tell you what, I did not like the way they didn't give Schmid more time over Blackwood leading up to this point. 
Yeah, back in November, December. Yeah, when, when Blackwood rest, was you know, healthy again. Yeah, and yeah. When, just, when Blackwood came back, we got oh, we got to get more games. He took another five, six, seven games. You know, I was like, why? I, I do think that this this weekend will tell a lot with how this coaching staff thinks about the goaltending because I mean, yeah, logic like everyone said here, Schmid should play tomorrow against Montreal and you know against Carolina should be your number one in there. This is the only team that you can possibly even catch. You know, so you you got to give it all towards you know beating Carolina. So you know, I think a lot's going to be said about that. If Vanacek is in, you know, tomorrow, then you know Schmid's playing Carolina. That just again is head scratching. So I don't know. Yeah. What did you guys think on that that hit also last night on uh, from Wilson? Oh, what the one on Graves? Yes. Which I mean, Wilson did apologize. Like seemed like he apologized later on in the game, but. I'm trying to remember it. Kind of uh, like on the left side of the the ice, right? And he kind of got his elbow up a little bit and kind of smeared. um, Which is Tom Wilson, I mean. Right. Yeah, it did kind of look a little bit afterwards like they, you know, had a couple of words. And then I think Graves went over and, like, tried to lock him up a little bit in, like, a play afterwards. And he kind of just looked odd like he was hugging him. And uh, I think there was some smiles there. So, I mean, look, that's Tom Wilson's game. That's it. Just because it's our guys that are constantly getting blown up, you know, I can't really hate the guy. Yeah, as far as the rough stuff, you know what pissed me off? Oh, Smith? Yeah, yeah, he played better. But I was thinking of the the play with uh, Ovechkin getting all pissy with uh, Mercer. Yeah, that was weird. Basically, he he didn't, like, hit him. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything but just, like, you know, stay between him and and the paint. Basically, Ovi, is what he did. Ovi fell into him. He was going down no matter what. Yeah, Ovi and he fell just into like him. you know just and just skated along, not didn't like dance out of his way, and he made a big deal about it. He's got such that personality, like a you know. And you like, even saw Mercer's face, like what? What? What are you talking? Yeah, what, you know? I mean, I would have loved for somebody to go after him like that. No, Nobody's going to go after a veteran. Why not? No. I mean, seriously, because he's Alex. This is Ovechkin. what this team needs, you know. Like I, I would agree. love to see somebody in that situation. They, he gets all strong with Mercer. We needed somebody to get up and, and always face, and, and then you know it would have escalated, and that's the kind of thing you need. Like we could have used that fire then, and that's what I was I was looking at that like you don't let this fucking guy like he's a half a tough guy prima donna. You want to know the truth? Yeah, I know he's like always oh, tough as nails, but if anything, he's kind of like more like dirty. He's not really a fighter, but you know whatever. I'm just saying like, like I would have liked this team to stand up to him. We uh, always get pushed down. I feel like though that's one thing I do feel like. Yeah, I'm hoping that know, stops. We we're missing that you know that grit. Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like uh, offensively, Meyer adds a little bit extra grip with the hitting and this and that, but I don't expect him to do a lot of fighting for us. Uh, Lazar, I mean, is he going to be more of that guy? I don't know. Maybe we just don't have that guy. Well, Lazar is supposed to be, I think, in Montreal uh, tomorrow. So let me ask you guys, where do you think he slots in this lineup? Bob, what do you think? That's tough. Oh, I... He's, he's valuable enough where I, I see him in like a good third line kind of role, but that line is kind of settled right now. I told you on Wednesday, I think long term, he's basically the replacement for Hala. I think that's where he slots in. So for this game, just to bring him into the team, I think you're going to see him on the fourth line. Maybe Bastion comes out. I agree. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, Hala's been hot. It's going to be silly to pull yeah. him. He looks good, yeah. Which yeah, is crazy I, to say, but he's got what three goals in two games? Three, That's insane. Three games, three goal, what three goals, three assists in three games? Which is, I mean, yeah. give give me one word to describe fuck <laughs> shit, Bob. 
Cornhole. <laughs> okay. Well, That's a great we're done word. with it's that. Compound word. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the next game? <laughs> One word to describe the game last night. And I will go first because you guys are thinking. Mm. And I already have it. Frustrating. It was a very frustrating game to watch. It was a lot of goofy goals. Oh, yeah. It was, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Ke- uh, uh, Kemper just, was yeah. it Kemper last night, right? Yeah. Yes. Kemper completely dialed in. I mean, he was playing a great game. Mm-hmm. We dominated that game. 90% of the time was in Washington zone. We were getting our chances, uh, not finishing. They weren't all super-duper chances, but they were still getting, and they were getting the puck on net, and then all of a sudden... You know, we let one rush and just we got a guy, they got a a guy wide open in our D zone and they get a good opportunity or, you know, it's just that's to me is the most frustrating type of game to play. We have 10 shots on goal. We don't get a goal. They have one shot. They get the goal. And it seems like it always happens to us, you know, especially lately, especially last month or so. Yes. And and that was just a frustrating game because any time that you pepper a goaltender, I don't give a shit if it's Vasilevsky, Kemper, Blackwood. You know, you got to get a little bit more than the two or three. You know, you got to start yeah. burying the puck. You know, Kemper's never me, we're the only team that he's never beaten in NHL, actually. Really? Yeah, we're the only team he hasn't beaten. I think he's 0-5 and I want to say 0-5 and two or or 5 and three against us. But he yeah. he's the only we're the only team that he has not beaten in his career. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, what about you guys? One word to describe last night's game. Anyone? Bueller? Bob? Uh, One word. Surprising. Surprising. Mm. I went on record saying I thought this was a game they were going to lose. Not for any other reason than just kind of seeing where they were playing. Washington be a little hard. They're trying, you know, they're trying to make a push. Um, And we went out there and we were putting on a lot of shots. And we were playing pretty well. And then, before you know it, the game's tied. And then the end all for me was going to the shootout, the fact that we won. So the whole thing was surprising to me. Um... Happy at the end for, for Meyer, of course. But, uh, I, I mean, I do think I think Hughes, going back to the last show we did, and Tony, you guys, we were talking a little bit about Hughes, what isn't really up to, oh, yeah. you know, it seems a little bit off. He played great last night. He yeah. was flying all but over the place. When you said frustrating, I immediately thought of Hughes because his shots have been frustrated. And you can see it in his face. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting a combination of a little bit of bad luck, a little bit hot goalies just, you know, robbing him. And then, you know, just maybe clutching a little tight. And uh, although you're right, though, this doesn't stop his efforts. And they're they're strong, and they really do help the team. So it's like it's funny because him off the score sheet is still a huge addition to the lineup because he just makes so many other things happen for everybody else and draws so much attention to himself with the moves he's making. But um, frustrating made me think of him, too. You know, if I had to pick a word, it'd probably be aggravating. And it's kind of synonym because of that. Uh, in a way, though, one word I love r- relief. I love cinnamon too. <laughs> yeah, cinnamon is great. But like, the, it was a little bit of relief at the end, really for Meyer because he started turning into this like fucking. What are you doing? This two games in a row, you're gonna fucking ruin the game. <laughs> Don't forget that that penalty. That Forty five seconds left, or yep. whatever it was. Yeah, um, we got lucky to get out of that overtime. Yeah, and then he got a little redemption. So maybe that's the word. A little redemption. Okay, Anton, what's your word? I would say frustrating, but kind of really what I expect. This Tony, time you can't year. take my word. You have to come up with a new word. Look, do what uh, I did. Get a thesaurus con- and just, just say uh, but, constipate. Um, That's great. Yeah. 
Okay, but so the game made you year, constipated. This, yes, because this time of the year, though, these are the games I kind of expect. I, you know, I think it's the, right before the playoffs are going to start. We actually know we're going. Um, I just, I, I'm, you know, that's kind of how – it was frustrating, but I thought we had to win that game because the Capitals, they give us trouble. So I thought it was, you know, I guess important. There's a word I'll use, an important okay. game in a way because the Capitals want. always kind of – give us a little issue and we need to you know i think like i said i think these next two games last night's game and the game tomorrow night are games in my well tonight where i'm at are games that uh <laughs> we should definitely win before the carolina game it's points we should get well mm-hmm. let me ask you guys a question real quick all right so what the fuck was I just going to ask you guys? You Jesus, I hate when this How happens. How many edibles tonight, Chris? None. <laughs> you want one word none. I have describe none. No, I was something else I was going to bring up, and I, I can't remember what the hell it was. Oh, I remember now. Okay. So do you guys, because I kind of feel this dicks. way. <laughs> what about your little dick? That's said 37 dicks. Oh, okay. So I kind of feel that this team, when they're on, when they figure their shit out, when they are on, and we've seen this throughout the year, this team is capable of beating anybody. When they play their game, and that's the biggest part, when they don't allow other teams to dictate the pace of the game, and they can go out there and use their speed and you know use those quick passes, get the puck up ice in two, three passes into a good scoring chance, they forecheck and backcheck their asses off, when they play their game, they can beat anybody. And I feel like if they get their shit together, these guys can yeah, they can win the Stanley Cup. Yes. But at the same time, I feel like they can be gone in the first round in four or five games. Well, maybe not five. It is kind of like Tony said the other night. I don't really, even now, I don't see this team losing four out of seven. But a seven-game series, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But that to me is like, what is what does this team need to get back to that place where they were just dominating? And it looked like they were back there against Colorado. When you it's like, Jack holy Hughes shit, back. these. Well, you know, you're probably right, Tony. You know, Jack Hughes is a big part of that. And you know, you look at the the Colorado game, and you know they're scoring goals left and right on the champs. They look fantastic. And then it just blew up. Our defense just went, and we had nothing. And we were lucky to get out of that game with two points. Um, and so, yeah, it, this this portion of, of the season, let's say the last two, two and a half weeks, they have, in general, just been really frustrating. Because, right. uh, you know, it's like they have the capability to just dominate. And, you know, yeah, maybe our defense was always like this, and we didn't really – it was being hidden a lot with the offense. I mean, we were just hunting down pucks and not even giving other teams chances to go on a rush. We would dominate entire plays, entire games uh, in the offensive zone. And I know you can't do that for the entire season, but can these guys get back to that for the playoffs? I have my concerns, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, You know, watching Boston – couple games in the last week or two I feel like that's where I want this team to be at some point because they have the skill to do it but you know like when you watch Boston play they have the offensive capabilities very similar to us honestly going to say ours might be slightly better but they could play a team defense that we're not playing 
And I'm not just going to name the defensive core as this, but like team defense-wise, we're not doing that uh, defensive core and out uh, what Boston's doing. You know, it definitely takes it to the extreme when you look backwards at the old dynasty days of the Devils when they used to get a lead, a two-goal lead, the game's over. You know, mm-hmm. when they were playing, you know it's going to take something extraordinary to break this lead and lose this game. I don't feel that way, and honestly, haven't really felt that way with the Devils all year. The only time you feel like it's in the bag is this when they're constantly scoring. So, like, you know, that blowout against Philly. Yeah. You no, know, yeah, I knew we were going to lose that. But, you know, you shouldn't really need, if you want to be a playoff team, a five goal lead to feel that kind of confidence. So, I, I just, I don't know if it's too late to really get that, but my biggest concerns in the playoffs is their ability to score a limited number of goals and take control of that game. I feel like if you put the Devils on the board with a three-goal lead in the first period, nothing is settled. And that's not, you know, nothing is even, you know, remotely settled. And that's not great uh, to go into the playoffs with that kind of feeling about this team. But yet, at the same time, we do have the type of team that if we're down 3 nothing right. in the first period, you feel like, okay, we can, we can still win this thing. And a lot of times they, they do pull it out, but you're, all your points are... A hundred percent. What about you guys, Bobby? What do you think? Can they can they get back to that? Yeah, I think that the offense can, but I think it actually needs to start from the defense out. I think they need to go back to getting that one really big save in the beginning and getting the upper hand. If you look at like the last couple games, you see we talk about Jack Hughes and he's got like a grade A chance and it doesn't go in. That's okay. It, it's going to go in eventually. But then what happened again last night burned me. Which period was it? Ten seconds left again. Scored a goal. Right. Like, yeah, first first period, like, I think, right? Or second? If, second. If, if they can shore it up just a little bit mm-hmm. and come up with that big save Perfect. again, then everything's going to project forward. Because right now, if, it doesn't matter if they're occupying the offensive zone and they're out shooting like the first period last night, and they won that period, and then they're going to the locker room down one nothing on just, you know, crap. On, on crap right. play at the end there. I saw it happening again. Like, it was a weak clear. I don't know if they were afraid to ice it or what, but, you know, the puck didn't go deep enough. Kept it in. It was, just, you know, shot right from the slot. And there's that, was actually, that was actually my guy, Michael McLeod, who I was pumping his tires big time in the last podcast, and then he spends the entire third period on the fucking bench last night because he hit that play. He played like shit. Um, and he had it. No, with 10, 15 seconds left, even 30, like, icing is your best call. Just go ahead and ice it. Take it, a chance again. So a lot of those mental mistakes, but I still think defense out, goalie out, Vanacek's got to step up a little bit more, defense got to get a little bit tighter. That will give the confidence back to the offense, and we'll start taking over games. Right, uh, Tom, what do you think? Well, like I said earlier, I think I think Jack Hughes is the core of it all. I think when Jack Hughes plays great, the team is just gels. You see a major difference in everyone's play from Brat. Um, and I, the thing with I think with Jack Hughes right now is. He was scoring goals earlier in the season. This year, he like right now at this point of the season, he's having this obviously this uh, call it a slump or whatever. Those pucks aren't going in right now where they were always that beginning of the first half of the season. Those pucks were always going in. It was like it was like a show. Um, so I think once he starts gelling, which I think will happen, I just think our, it really affects this team so much. I can t- when he was out those couple games, we did win some of those games, but you could you could just see a difference in the way our offense ran and. We weren't. We're still a scary team. We're actually a, a scary team, but we weren't. With Jack, when Jack uses firing on all cylinders, it's just a whole different squad. You know, I, I, 
I do think there's an awful lot of truth to that. But it also goes back to like what Bob, what you were saying a little bit about these mental mistakes. My issue, and, and like Dan and I talked about this a lot when we were doing the show with just the two of us, like go back to last season. And at the end of last year, you saw a really bad hockey club still making the same stupid mistakes in March and April they were making in November. And that to me all came down to coaching. And I had a huge problem at the end of last season with Lindy Ruff. And I did not think that they should bring Lindy Ruff back. And part of it was when you have a young team and they are not progressing. And I understand there were injuries and there was goaltending issues and all of that. But when they don't take that step forward throughout the course of a year, I get worried. And now when you kind of see this team, you know, the window opening and this team making a run and doing a lot of good things right, and then now it's March and we're creeping into the same stupid mistakes that we used to make, now this team should be so far beyond it. Like, I think, yes, Jack Hughes has got to step up, and he will. And I'm not worried about Jack Hughes. He's a phenomenal player. And most definitely our defense needs to step up and our goaltending needs to step up. But I also think our coaching needs to step up. I just feel like Lindy Ruff is not the right fit for this team. And that's probably just me. But I do. I feel like with this young core, you need somebody maybe, you know, that hasn't been around hockey since 1939. You know, and, and, you know, maybe it's great for the development and getting these guys kind of NHL ready. But now that they kind of are NHL ready and they're a great team, maybe you do need somebody in that can tweak and fine tune a little, a little differently, you know, and maybe can get into these guys' heads in a different way. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Lindy Ruff. That's just me. I don't know. I, sometimes I go back and forth with him, but I totally understand what you're saying. Um, You know, like, like Bobby was saying, I feel, feel like the, the defensive mistakes, not just the defensive core, but like the forwards. I wonder, like, do we have a very clear way to go with what we're supposed to be doing, at, you know, when the play's coming to us through the neutral zone back? I mean, look at Meyer, the mistakes he's make. You know, I heard him in an interview. I'm like, I'm getting used to this system. Or actually, they asked him about that, and he's like, yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, do we have a defensive system? Do we? Well, let I'm me not ask saying you a question. Shut down devils, but. What, what is our defensive strategy, you know? Well, what's the identity of this team? Yeah, exactly. And how you much know? of that is young players and how much is that is coaching? Like, I like to think that our identity is super fast, scoring a bunch of goals, you know, offensive powerhouse team. Right. And I think for the most part, that's probably what we are. But when you're not responsible defensively, and this team for the last two seasons, they just haven't been responsible defensively. Now, we're going to watch a game on Sunday against Carolina, and they are one of the most responsible defensive teams out there. These guys are, you know, pros when it comes to they get a one or two goal lead, you got a hard time coming back. Right. Um, you know, but I, I just, I, I'm so like back and forth because it's like, man, this team has all the potential in the world. Why are we still going through these growing pains? It's been two seasons now, you know, of just this same BS. I, I, it just, I want to see him get back to, you know, 
get back to what they were doing good, you know? And, and yeah, maybe Jack Hughes has a lot to do with it. Maybe when he gets rolling. Maybe when Timo Meyer gets a little bit more comfortable in the system. But, you know, I, I also feel like once he gets a little comfortable, he's going to be playing on the different line with different guys. And that, in turn, also can fuck guys' heads up. Yeah, there was some juggling uh, the last game. I guess you could understand some of it because, you know, you got some lines stalling a little bit, but I feel he's very quick on the trigger with that. And yeah, you know, I I don't know. It's it's tough. I I do worry about that. Even when they were winning during the streak, it was like, okay, why are you messing with this line right now? He would do that during the streak, and like, oh, is, is it genius when they're winning, and then it's just insanity when they lose, or is there something in between? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. You know, Bobby, what's your? Uh, you had something you wanted to bring up and talk about. What do you want to talk about? I had a hypothetical question for the group. Throw it. So it's the summer of 1995. Uh-huh. Perhaps the Devils do not win the Cup. Maybe they do, and it still doesn't matter. Maybe they move anyway. Nashville Cup. So, who do you become a fan of, if any team? Who would mm. it be? I was originally right, so going to say you can't say no team. But you can if you really feel like you wouldn't watch hockey anymore. But where would you go? Hmm. I okay. So it's 1995. I would probably go Hartford Whalers. I was going to say the same thing. So okay, just so you can lose another team right away. Right, and then <laughs> if I lost Hart, when I lost Hartford, I don't know where I'd go. Winnipeg? Um, Is it Winnipeg? Maybe Montreal. Nordiques. Yeah. And I then when that. they moved, well, they moved in '95, so you don't, you can't go there. Yeah. Um. And then Winnipeg, but then you you could finally go, you know, back to Winnipeg. Yeah, exactly. but what about I, maybe Buffalo? I, I kind of, especially Buffalo. back then. Like I liked yeah. Dominic Hasek back then, but then I'd still be bitching about Lindy Ruff. So what about you? <laughs> so wait a minute. So you guys basically would have picked the team. Like you don't think you would have shut down hockey. Like you you feel like you probably would have. I don't think I'd be nearly as big of a fan as I am. No. No. I could, I could tell you this. Uh, it wouldn't have been, you know, I would have been watching a lot of ESPN. It wouldn't have been the Rangers or the Flyers. Never, never. No, you definitely know, um, not. Or even the Islanders, you know. Like, uh, you know, if I had to have a local team, I guess it would be the Islanders. But I have no real feeling for that organization either. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe i pick a team that's far away. I like the idea of picking a Canadian team. Uh, you know, just go with that if you had to. Uh, what about you guys? Tough. Well, it would have been really? Hartford for me also. Hartford. I don't know if I, don't know if, I mean, I, I'm not saying that, like Bobby said, it would be pretty fucking devastating. Because I remember even that whole cloud behind that 95 season, you know, about them moving to Nashville yeah. and becoming the Cats. I was like, man, can't we enjoy anything? Like, can't we, right. you know, can't we just have our our five right. minutes, you know? Because that was, that was like, even on ESPN, I remember they were calling us the Swamp City Dreamers and all this bullshit, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I say Hartford, but I think everyone has a kind spot in their heart for Hartford in a way because because they had other than the Devils the best logo in all of hockey. I liked Sean Burke when yeah. I was a kid too, so you know. Yeah, you know, who do you think has other than the Devils? Who who's who do you think has the best logo? Best logo. Who say uniform or logo? Cause well, you could say uniform. That's fine. I mean, if you want to get into you know. I'm going to Everything, say Ottawa. You know, I really collaboration. I like their uniforms. I like Ottawa? Their Ottawa, I like their uniforms. I don't know why. Yeah, that are the Kraken, man, because the Kraken jerseys are pretty cool. Kraken's are good. 
I love Seattle's, but if I if I'm going to go uniforms, I'd probably go Seattle. If I had to go just logo, I think I go Winnipeg. I really like the the maple leaf with the jet inside. I think that's really sharp. I like it. Yeah, that's Bobby. Cool. What about you? I don't know. That's tough, but instantly um, the Blackhawks actually came to mind. I, I just huh? like that. I like the simplicity. I like the classic style. and clean and yeah, racist. Both, it's nice. Well, that'll be canceled pretty soon. Everything else. <laughs> image yeah. like that so it's nice to still have it around and it's the local uh youth hockey club yeah that's true that's true i have a uh article here that, about something that tony brought up on the last show then it's the six cities the nhl should consider for an expansion team oh yeah all right so i'm going to give you guys the six and you know there's write-ups about all of them we're not going to get into it we're just going to go through the cities and tell me first where do you think the NHL is going to go, and where would you like to see a team? So the first team is Atlanta, which, again, to, to me personally, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You had the Thrashers. You had the Flames. Nobody worked it out. My sister, when she got married in 2000, maybe it was 2000, 99 or 2000, she got married down there in Atlanta. So we were. I'm at the bar one night hanging out. My little nephew was there. There was. I checked the real quick on ESPN and the Thrashers were playing the Coyotes. It's $5 tickets. So I took my little nephew, walked across the street, we go in. There was about 15 people in the entire arena. And not only that, like the guys in the PA system, like the, so would explain the calls. So it would be like, you know, Icing. That's when the puck crosses both the blue and red line all the way to the end. And somebody touches it up and the Face-off goes back to the other zone. They were explaining everything. I was like, what the fuck is this? It was So the people in Atlanta, no, they don't They don't need a hockey team. No. All right, no, second team. The players, too. Houston. Houston is number two. Kansas City is number three. Number four is Portland. Number five is Quebec City. And number six is, it says Montreal, Toronto, slash Hamilton area. So Metro Fuck Toronto that. slash Hamilton. So out of those six, we'll start with Bob, go Dan, Tony. Who would you like to see? Where would you like to see a team and where do you think the NHL will go? I mean, it seems like they were all failed markets already, right? Other than the Montreal, Toronto kind of mid-level one. Um, well, I don't. I, all right. I think I would like to maybe see it in Quebec. I wouldn't mind having another team back in there. Where do I think they're going? Houston. Population's too big. There's a ton of stuff going on in Houston. They're probably going to go there. And I assume that you meant uh, Portland, Oregon, and not Portland, Maine. No, it was Oregon. Yeah. Right. Uh, with Seattle just coming in, I, I don't know. I don't know how that fits. I mean, it's still that... fairly far. Yeah, but doesn't that make more sense to actually have, like, Three teams right in that area, like you know us and the Flyers and Rangers. You'd have the Canucks and the Portland and Seattle. That rival would, cities, yeah. Right. See, I I kind of like I I kind of like Portland. That's a cool one. What What about you, Dan? I like Portland, but I'm with Bob, man. I I think hockey belongs in Quebec, definitely, and I think it would be awesome to bring back the Nordiques. They did it with the Jets. If If Winnipeg, which is a nothing city population wise compared can support a team then Quebec could support a team I don't know what went wrong there I have no idea but I mean look how many players come from that area get the hell out of here we should have hockey in Quebec it's you know 
as an American, of course, you know, if I was going to pick an American city, I'm with you. I like Portland. I understand Houston. That makes a lot of sense in some ways to give it a shot. They always want, but you know what I feel too? Like a lot of ways, I always come back to fuck Texas. I really do. Like fuck, they killed Kennedy. I have a lot of problems with Texas. I will never go ever. Yeah, I'll never root for a a, 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 a state exception. that killed a president. Nope. How about this? It's the outlier city in all of Texas. Um, you know, uh, Austin. Uh, how about that? You know, hmm. Austin likes to get weird. They're kind of fun. Uh, if I was going to go in Texas, and nobody's proposing this, maybe Austin could support a team. That'd be cool. It's a, it's kind of a cool city. I can answer your question here about Quebec because it says a myriad of factors contributed to the exit, particularly Quebec okay. City's standing as the league's smallest market and the resulting difficulty in paying high-profile players before the salary cap era. It also suffered because of its almost exclusive French-speaking fan base and media coverage, which made it hard for market and attract non-French-speaking players. But the salary cap at least would fix one of those issues. Plus, the, t- the, the whole league is more international than ever. So, like, fuck speaking French. They don't even speak English, and they play on the teams. So what difference does it make? You know, you got a lot of Europeans, so that's not going to be as big of an issue. It's not like there's all these Western Canadians who don't want to play in Quebec. You know, like... So where do you think the NHL is going to go? I don't know. I mean, that's tough. Um, I don't know. But, like, where it's realistically going to go? I, I bet you it's probably Houston, but I don't know. All right, Tone, how about you? They're going to go to Houston, I believe, with the same thing as you guys said, Nordiques. Um, but they got to wear those old uniforms. Yeah, um, right? That's how it I... was the reverse version. I saw that they um, – I guess they had Montreal wearing the uh, Expos colors. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they they some, retro. Yeah, and that kind of reminded me of like you know you could do some cool stuff with the Nordiques ones too, and now, that was always of, a cool logo too. Speaking of the we, retro ones, which guy I wanted to ask because you know we've never talked, I've never talked about the, like what was your favorite retro? Because I think ours is awful. It's like a Burger King ad. I like, freaking um, love our retro. Oh, the new one. Oh, can't do it's it. fucking awesome. But what, it's but sharp as hell. The whole the whole thing, the gloves, the 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 whole the, the pants. The, I love it. Absolutely love it. I think it's absolutely awesome. I think I might actually like our kind of green Christmas tree one that we wore for the uh, yeah. outdoor game. Yeah. More, but I love the new retro jersey. I do too. Um, so, uh, but who do I think has the best retro? Um, San Jose. I just love the way that, you know, they use the old golden seal colors. They, they did the font in sharks the same way the seals. Um, I really like theirs. The Dallas um, Stars, man, those neon ones are pretty. The Dallas is cool. are cool. They're um, wild, a little too much, a little too much. Like you can only use those once in a while. You guys yeah. really like Dan. You liked ours too this year. I did, I did. Oh, you know, when you said fuck. Burger King, I'm trying to think if that's ruining it for me because you're kind of right. <laughs> you're kind of right about that. Like those are the Burger King colors, aren't they? But you know, I liked it for two reasons. I thought the colors kind of worked in like this weird '80s kind of way. Right. Like you know, I think that was like the color like of the walls. In uh, Too Close for Comfort, that fucking TV show or something. Like, there, it was very 80s, and I kind of like that. Plus, it was cool how it tapped into the two previous teams that the franchise was. I like that. I, I, was, I was a fan of that. But honestly, there are a couple out there that I really liked. I, I did mention the Expos for Montreal, like the baseball expo colors. I thought that was fucking cool. I really liked that a lot. And I'm not sure what we're going with. I don't think it's their retro, but we recently played Arizona, and whatever they call that, their desert maroon shit I'm cool. like a fan of that I like very that. cool the thing I didn't like on that is that tri- I just, there's something with that tribal on those sleeves I, I think no was, not the tribal one right Dan no. are you talking about the one that just says Arizona across yeah, it's the maroon it like, they wore oh, them the other yeah, night the brown. 
Yeah, those are really sharp. I like yeah, them. They're um, retro with the old colors, like you said, like the uh, Southwest squares. I never. Yeah, liked that. I don't like them with the like yeah. the the weird coyote kind of like a uh, yeah desert like uh, yeah Navajo looking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was trying to think of the word, but uh, I, I I tell you who I hate. Uh, I think the Lightnings are by far the worst. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah. It's like a joke They're, to the players even over there. I heard. Really? Yeah, yeah I heard yeah, it's like kind of like when Pat Maroon saw it, he was like, you know, I've seen some video. He was, you could just see it in his face, like, are you fucking I, serious? I had that. I hate Boston's. Um, I did the just the fucking grizzly bear. I don't like bear. it. I hate yeah. the Rangers with the Lady Liberty with the Statue of Liberty, and I hate the Islanders with the Gorton's Fisherman. Yeah, um, bring that stupid shit back. Yeah, yeah, like there was no reason to even do that, that was the once. Worst Why are we doing had. it twice? Yeah, the um, Sharks one's did, cool though. I got the Sharks one's very cool. cool. And I like Colorado's too, even though I think yeah. that I think that that should have been our retro reverse, yes. with the, the our old logo on. They're wearing our old logo, <laughs> and uh, but I, I like those. I just can't so, believe you guys like that new one. Oh, even I love it. Did you guys like the black ones when they? I mean, besides the jersey thing on the front, did you guys like the black ones? Right, I um, wanted I wanted to love the black one. <laughs> I got some problems with it. I don't know. What do you guys think, Bobby? You had something to say. What were you going to oh, say? I, was just saying, I, I actually. Really was digging the Capitals jerseys last night. Yes, yeah. very really nice. The W with the three stars over. It. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's think just classic looking, and then uh, it's you know, clean. I hate to say this being here, but you know the Flyers, they're, they're kind of nice too. I gotta be honest with you. They, but they don't have a whole lot of changes, right? The Flyers. It's not, it's not. It's just enough though. We're kind of. It does work well. I, I, you know, I don't really. I can't stand the logo. General. Well, what is their logo? Somebody explain to me what the fuck their logo is. <laughs> I don't even know what their logo is. Yeah, I have no idea. My whole life, I never knew what the hell the flyer. <laughs> like a, it's like a pea flyer. <laughs> oh, you know who else is? This might be the the Tampa might not be the worst. Edmonton is the worst. Edmonton has it's like the gear, but it looks like a a, a, a fucking egg, like a fried egg on top of it. Like yes. I, I, it's it's terrible. I don't understand what Canucks I'm looking ones at. Coming back. Those old Canucks ones were nice. Which one? The one the with the lumberjack ones, guy? The dark with the yellow and the brown. The logo was that's pretty sharp. The old ones from '94. The day I know they were wearing them in the early not when they were playing the Rangers in the the Cup in '94. Those are I like. Yeah. Those oh, is that what? Yeah, you're I like them diagonal, too. You know, like yes. the diagonal line on. Yeah. yeah, and I don't even mind the, their retros. They had the guy skating on it, right? Yeah, the little lumberjack weird. guy. Yeah. yeah. I tell you. Um, what the heck was I just gonna freaking say again? This is not. I'm, I'm seriously. I think I gotta go get checked. Like I, I think I'm fucking having Alzheimer's. I'm yeah. not high, Tony. I'm really not. I just work 13 hours. I'm too, exhausted. Too many hours. Too many hours work. That's yeah. it. That's it. But uh, you know, as far as the the jerseys go, I like ours uh, a lot. And uh, as far as the black one, I'm. I feel huh. like it's a miss. It's a yeah, miss. I'm kind of so like close. meh. All I, I, and then, our logo on the front. Right. Exactly. They, this is what we've discussed, and we had the exact same thing. How do you keep the logo off of it? It doesn't. And Marty make designed sense. it, right? Marty yeah. designed that one. I, yeah, he did. At least yeah, put the but, logo on the sleeve. Something, man. You know, I have. I've got one of the ones from uh, this site called Cool Hockey, which, like, they, you know, they're actually the real ones, and it looks sharp until you just look at the front. Because I don't even like. I don't know if you guys seen like the hat. They have like the hat. Yeah, well. yeah, of course. I think it's it's just silly to me. I mean, I you know. I'm trying to make the best of a goofy situation exactly. by calling their jersey jersey. Uh, you know, I said before, I don't like calling it jersey because that's what people who don't live here call it, you know? Like, they're out-of-towners, and they, they're the ones who say jersey mm-hmm. more than people who live here. And, you know, that bothered me a little bit. 
removing the logo. And honestly, the white stripes, look, I don't hate it, hate it, but it's just a little bit like you missed. Honestly, the, the color that I was, if I was going to go down to two colors, I would keep the red, you know, and black and red, I guess, I don't know. But I feel like there was something they could have done differently with this. Definitely. Definitely. Did you guys see the Utica? The they had the um, the black jerseys with the red, like real bright low. That looks killer. I, didn't I mean, see that would have been great. I'm going to check that out. I like Utica's logo and their their jerseys a lot. I yeah, like, I didn't I see the black like green retro. Like, yeah, you know, I didn't the see the black ones. You know who's other? Not a retro reverse, but whose jersey I absolutely hate is the yellow Nashville Predator. Oh, it's jersey. awful. Even watching they, it on TV, they look like minions. They just yeah. look like a bunch of minions ice skating around, and I can't stand watching. I hate that team. I hate everything oh, about Nashville. Dude, that Utica jersey is pretty cool. I the like one with that the black a lot. With yeah. the red logo. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, you know the who else should have done something like that? Would have been sharp as shit. That if you look that at Vanacek, he has the hat that almost has the same. It has the black with the red yep. Devils logo, and it almost looks the same as those Uticas. Well, jersey. that's like their biggest selling hat right now, the black with the red logo. Yeah. If you notice, if you see Devils hats around, that's the biggest one I've seen. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's pretty good with the Devils yeah, logo in it. Sharp, That'd I think, sweet. man. Yeah, I don't oh, even. Wow, I, those I'm are actually, awesome. Dumb, they call it the com the comets. I'm like, man, it should be the Utica Devils again. Yeah. I, well, they have the Utica Devil logo on the new one, right? Yeah, that's all. It's really, like, they've been doing the whole retro season, all Utica Devil shit. I like uh, I like that, but I also like their regular Utica Comet jersey. Yeah, um, pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty Tony, cool. Tony's rocking a Utica flag back there, right? You got the logo. Yes, right I am. Yes, oh, I am. nice. Yeah. I have a uh, something I want to bitch about. Um, so we talked a little. What? Herpes price again? of eggs. No, no. The price uh, of eggs is sky high, and, <laughs> and herpes I only worry about when I have a you know inflammation and you know, reoccurrence. Off. But uh, yeah, I mean it is what it is. Can't get rid of them. So that is that the eggs would cure your herpes if only you could afford them. They're way too expensive. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I bitched about this a couple of weeks ago when we dealt with the... And we talked a little bit about it off mic um, the other day. So when the Flyers and the Rangers did their Pride Night and both of them decided that they weren't going to wear the Pride jerseys on the ice for warm-ups for 15 minutes because whoever in the locker room complained and bitched for religious reasons or whatever... And they were able to just not wear it, no big deal, and the NHL never opened up uh, their mouth about it. And now we have a third team in the Minnesota Wild. So Minnesota had Pride Night last week or whatever, and again, for whatever bullshit, you know, um, closed-minded friggin' reason, they didn't wear the jersey, the Pride jersey that they agreed with the NHL that they would do during their Pride Night. Um, so again, they don't wear it for their 15 minute warm up. I am getting so aggravated with the NHL. Hockey is for everyone except the LGBTQ community. So right off the bat, don't play hockey because they definitely don't want you and you're not going to fit in and it's pissing me off. And I'm a pretty reasonable person and I don't believe in karma and fate and, you know, you know, everything happens for a reason bullshit. But I'm starting to believe in karma with the simple fact that right after they did it, Kirill Kaprizov got hurt, and he's out for four weeks. So, fuck Minnesota. So fuck there the is NHL. a God, and, the, and God is gay. And God is definitely gay, or at least he's definitely pro-gay. And which, he's a little bitchy. You know, he's a little bitchy. He's going to be a little petty and take it out on you and, and enjoy that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I am totally fine with that. You know, you take the best God. player to ever play in Minnesota. Not, I'm not even just talking about the Wild. I'm talking about North Stars, everything. Kirill Kaprizov is amazing. 
and he's going to be out for four weeks, and they're knocking on the door of the division, and they're probably not going to do it. They can't score goals when he's in the lineup. They're definitely not going to be able to score goals when he's out of the lineup. So I say, F them all. I am so sick and tired of this. Like, when you agree to do something, you do it. And if some players, like we talked about last time, have a reason that they don't want to wear the pride jersey for religious reasons or whatever, so what? So you make them not wear it, and then every when they all come out for the warm-ups, we can all go, why are those two assholes wearing in the you know, regular day? They're the ones that are going to look like assholes. And I, it just it frustrates me. Don't bother having pride night. Don't bother having any theme nights from here on out. Just play hockey. Especially the yeah. Star Wars ones. Um, What's wrong with right, Star Wars? You're right, though. I mean, I, I think that... If you don't, if you're a player and you don't want to wear it, I do. You know, that's your. Do what you're gonna do. Be ju- You know, I, we saw what happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, who was it? One of the Rangers wouldn't wear it. Yeah. The yeah. Flyers. I mean, one of the Flyers. It was wear both. It. It was yeah, the Flyers, deal. and then about a week later, the Rangers, and now it happened with Minnesota. I do think that you have the right not to wear it if, as a player, but I think the team should still do it. And I think if, like you said, if if you're the player who doesn't wear it, you're gonna deal with what comes with that. You know, right. it's just how it's gonna go. Um, I don't Which even know, I know if you have the right, dude. I don't even know if you do. You sign a contract. Like, if if you come work for me and I tell you this is the uniform, you could choose to work here or not. So, like, if the contract says it has clauses that, like, look, before we change uniforms as a player, I get to, you know, see if it's something I can do or not, that would be uh, very, uh, you know, unlikely to me. I feel like the contracts say you wear the uniform. Just like they, you know, they they have like dress codes for what you're supposed to wear to the rink. You're right. not allowed to show up in sweatpants at the rink. And if they have that, and they, then the team says, "Here's your uniform," and you go, "I can't wear that." Listen, you diva piece of shit. Like even if you don't like it, we're talking about jerseys we don't like. And like you're mentioning, Pat Maroon's like, I don't know if I like that. He wore the fucking jersey, didn't he? Like you don't have to necessarily agree with it. Now, if it's such a core conviction that you want to sit out and not play and take those fines. Be a man and do that. Don't play the whole fucking game and take the pay cut from that. And then eventually you get run out of the league. And, like, that's what the NHL should be doing. They should get hard line on this. And that goes for anything. Honestly, if I was a player, I don't know if I'd want to wear those fucking, uh, you know, camo jerseys and, like, do this fake pretend I care about the troops bullshit because I feel like it's kind of like all the rah, rah, rah. And when meanwhile, they don't really care about veterans. But you know what? If I'm signing a contract to play, I gotta wear the fucking jersey. That's my job. And if I can't do my job, then I'm gonna say I'm not doing this job on moral reasons. I'll suffer the consequences. Instead, the NHL and these teams, some of the coaches, like fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Torts. You know, yeah, Torts standing up and support of these players. Fuck you too, Torts. You have a job to represent this organization. You got a player that's basically going rogue on the organization in the league because he doesn't want to do his job and wear a jersey because. I don't know if he's worried that people are going to think he's gay or he's afraid some fucking gay kid's going to have a nice day. I think they think they're going to become gay. That's it. If I wear the jersey, then I'm going to become gay. And, you know, no. And the NHL is the one that I have the biggest problem with. The NHL should have put a stop. Right. And they should have put a stop to this and said to Philadelphia when it first happened, when it happened the first time, and she should have said to Philadelphia what you just said, which is, you know, hey, you don't want to wear it, fuck you, don't wear it. It's just, it drives me absolutely crazy. Like, when you, especially when you're, and, and real quick, if this happened next week with the Devils, I would be furious. Yep. And That's I would want to know what freaking player didn't want to wear it or which ones did, had a problem with it. I would absolutely, I might even write a strongly worded letter. It's possible. Whoa. 
Holy it's shit. possible. Um, yeah, well, an email, but I might. Uh, yeah, I, I find that the NHL just let them do this, and you know, and and when your fucking tagline is "Hockey is for everyone," you know, apparently not. So I guess I, the really Russian players, it, yeah. I kind of I know how this. Cause I'm, you know, I live in Eastern Europe now, and there's a very. You do? I always say to like some of my pe- friends here, I feel like when it comes to this kind of subject, they're 20 years behind. Like, they right. are where we were in the 80s. And Russia's right. even more, like, that's even a whole another ball game, you know? Mm-hmm. So some of those players, I'm not surprised, actually. Just the same oh. way they won't condemn the, the shitty war that's going on is because... I, then don't I'm take not, the money. Then don't take the money. Right. You know? I'm not surprised. Part of the deal. I'm not surprised either from those players. And if this was an Eastern European Hockey League... Then okay, you yeah. know, but it's not. This is the National Hockey League, and ninety percent of it gets played in the United States of America. And if you have no problem coming here, and you have no problem working here, and you have no problem cashing your checks here, then maybe get up to fucking speed a little bit. All right, and like you no said, one, too, if the player doesn't play, but the team should, you know, right. And your belief system, in no way, shape, or form, could should change, or you should, you know, uh, think that you're sinning, or if we're wearing a jersey. All right, regardless of what it says on it, you know, like what if Atlanta Falcons back in the day had to wear like, uh, I don't know, a PETA jersey and Michael Vick said, I'm not wearing the PETA jersey because I fight dogs and I beat them. And that's what I believe. And the NFL was like, "Okay, you don't have to wear the PETA jersey because you beat dogs. And that was okay. So I know it's completely different, but at the same time, you don't do you don't have this all set and they have they they have a huge contingency of people that show up for these games a huge part of the gay community come to these games and then they just see their them just get basically shit on by the the team it, it's it's frustrating and I, I, it's 2023 let's get on fucking board here and stop excluding people for their sexual orientation in this sport because it drives me crazy and i feel like we're the only sport the, the hockey is the last sport to get on board with that Every well, other league is more mainstream, and every other league is more open-minded and more, you know, forward-thinking. But the NHL is still stuck in the same old bullshit, and it makes me angry. Hockey players, Bobby, what do you think? Like that religious light over you. We want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> Jesus. What do you think? Well, so bald, bald white Jesus. Tony, <laughs> last time we talked about this, I had a very similar sentiment to you. I, I believe at some, on some level, a player may be able to choose. As an individual, um, I don't know that I'm as strong on that stance anymore, but uh, certainly I think the team has an obligation to do it. And then as a person, I say, cut the bullshit, put it on. I don't believe that your Russian ass really cares about our military either or whatever it is. Right. Do that without a problem. So do it, you know, support it, and move on. That's that's how I really feel. Yeah, I I think the NHL is really – missing the mark here by not opening up their mouth and and making a point of you know hey we have to do this you guys have to wear these jerseys sit out they put this together to make sure that people in those communities feel comfortable and they want to come to that game right literally the whole point and then to go there and to have a team not fulfill that obligation is a, a tremendous slap in the face i agree i just feel like as a league too you're you're one company you're one team and so if I'm running this company and I say we're going this way, the the gamble is it's going to be a good thing for the business because it's, you know, where the society's going. And then I have my players pulling in a different direction. 
fuck you. Like, I pay you millions of dollars, okay? I give you a uniform, you wear the fucking uniform, you play the game. It's that simple. Like, go ahead and show up in your work, wherever you, you work. A lot of us out there in the working world have uniforms and say, I'm not going to wear that uniform today. Most of us are going to be like, all right, you're, you're not working here that day. Right. That's the way it is. And, you know, like, if you can't handle that because if that's a religious thing, then don't fucking play the game. If sit out that game, take that, you know, whatever fine is from not doing your job, that pay cut, and that would be more admirable. You'd have the balls to stand up and, and show your convictions that way. You know? And that's that's really what it is, right? It's cowardice. It's cowardice on the NHL side. And they yep. don't want to upset their players, and it's not a big enough sport that it's getting any kind of momentum, and it's not being talked about. And if you're not talking about it on NHL.com, nobody's going to talk about it. So, you know, it's, it just goes with a little blurb on, you know, um, on the Internet and you just, you know, and that's it. Nobody talks about it. And that's the, the problem, the, the cowardice. The NHL should have put the kibosh on this right off the bat. Yeah. And, you know, that. yeah, and they didn't handle it at all. They put their head in the sand. And that's just, you know, that's it's, it's really frustrating. Just, you know, then if these guys really do have a religious reason to not wear the pride jerseys, you know what? Don't go out for warm-ups, but you don't have, you know, nobody wear it. And then you just put a, a, a fucking press, a press release out saying, you know, oh, we chose not to because of religious reasons. That's not that's not an excuse. I could see you know? the Burger King jerseys, but I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, the Burger King jerseys, I think. <laughs> it, it, so you're saying that if you were... Um, Burger King has killed way more people than gay people have. You're 100 percent right. That's, That's true. Why are we not all up in arms about the Burger King jersey? Then I so, am. I've been bitching about it for about 25 minutes now. That no, the you fucking no shootout. You totally changed my mind. I used to like that jersey, Tony. Thanks a lot. You, I've ruined it for everybody. I don't even <laughs> think I'm a devil like, fan. Like looking anymore. during childbirth. Don't do it. <laughs> oh boy, I did it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? My my, my one of my buddies growing up has always told me in Florida. He, when his wife had a baby, he's like, man, he's like, I love my kid so much. He's like, but I have one word of advice for you. He's like, don't look down. And he had this look yeah. on his face, like fucking, you know. And you know what? When I have, I have two girls, I have two kids. I never look down. Really? Yes. I not only looked down with my first. Um, photos? No, but it was um, my wife went from, you know, like zero to this kid's about to be born uh-huh. in about two minutes. So it was only me and nurse. And the and the doctor in there. So the doctor was, of course, you know, in the catcher position, and me and the nurse. The nurse was like, "I Wait, need your, your wife help." Was there too, right? <laughs> Let me think. Yeah, she was there. No, no, I forgot. She was there. Okay, You're right. Thanks. So she was there. I don't know what she was doing, but I had, you know, so a nurse had a leg. I had a leg. I mean, and I was right there. And I have to say, though, it was the freaking coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Really cool. I I thought it was awesome. Now, when my son was born, I hung out up top just talking to her. It was was enough people in there. I was like, I saw it once. I'm going to hang yeah. out in the back, and you know, I'll just, I'll just rub your head and tell you that you're doing great, honey. You're I, doing I just, wonderful. I turned to everybody when I did that. I did that. <laughs> I did that. Did, did, did you guys? Did you guys cut the cord? See, here they don't. Oh yeah, they don't cut the cord. I, I thought shoot, I was going to. I was so nervous. Your kids still have their cords on. No, no, but they don't like they don't ask the dad to do that. They take care of yeah, keep them on here. Mom, I want to go out. She's like, no, you can't. I can't. Attached. I have shit to do. You have you to wait. Chain, you know. You <laughs> belongings. You know. It's like you'll never lose them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a leash, they just have their cords on. Exactly. So when are you no, gonna so cut the, the cord, Dad? Fucking never. Did you cut the cord, Bob? 
Uh, Bobby's religious. He can't talk about this tonight. <laughs> no, I cut the cord on both my oh, kids. That was cool, too. That was really cool. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I was just reminiscing about the time that I helped Chris hold that other leg. And... <laughs> Bobby banked the umbilical cord blood, and we shipped it on out. I was surprised. Uh, they gave me a dull pair of, of uh, scissors. It was very hard. It took, like, a lot of cuts. I'm like, this is a thicker cord than I expected. Yeah, it, it is. It is thicker than you it expect. Like, yeah, it was. It took a couple. couple of, yep, yeah. same thing here. Yeah. Um, Water for me. Yeah, we were. They don't really. Do that here. Really, you should have. You should have demanded it. Well, he's got better insurance than you. That's why he didn't have to do it. <laughs> you, you have you have insurance that covers the umbilical cord cutting. Yeah. That's good stuff. Got to pay yeah. extra to get scissors. If not, you got to use your mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's nasty. So, all right. Um, how about? Real quick, what do you guys think over the weekend? What do you think we're going to do here? I, I I think that we have to beat Carolina. They're they're what we're four points behind them. Yes. It would be a huge lift for this team. I mean, we were talking about how this team needs a little bit more confidence and to feel in sync. What a huge win this would be to beat Carolina. They're the team you're chasing, and to know that you can beat that team at an important time will get you in that playoff mindset. I'm really hoping they pull that out. Like, not even just for, you know, like, you know, like, oh, we need the points. This is a huge psychological win if they win. And, and you know, if, if I think Carolina plays Vegas tomorrow, and so they have a tough game. I mean, that's a, a heck of a team out there in Vegas. So if they lose travel, that. Travel. Yeah. Uh, we If they lose that, I think it's in Vegas. And we beat Montreal, and then we beat them Sunday. We're tied. Uh, and I think we're six, aren't we six? Oh, is it six? Or? I thought it was four. My bad. I got to check. I'm not sure. No, now. we're four. I think we're four behind. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. At, Hurricanes 94, we're at 90. And Rangers okay. 81. Awesome. 21. So, yeah, well, that could happen. We could actually catch them in a tie with two wins and one of their yeah. lo- or two, two of their losses. Yeah, if they stumble beautiful. a little bit this weekend. So, I, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to try and keep this on an optimistic beat. I'm going to say Carolina loses to Vegas. We beat Montreal, and then we beat them on Sunday. Wow. So that's that's what I'm going with. Bob. I love it. I think we have to beat Montreal. We will. I think when we come back to Carolina, we're going to beat Carolina. I think it's going to be the fourth-line show. I think they're going to get mm. the majority of the production. And then towards the end of the game, when it doesn't matter quite as much, we're going to see a Jack Hughes goal. And that's going to put the fire back under him and start lighting him up the rest of the way. Pretty cool though, seeing Nate Bastion getting rewarded for all his hard work getting thrown up on that second line. I'll tell you, that was that was cool, cool. to see. Um, you know, and, and he played well. Both. I thought that what? Did I, did I say Bastion? I meant Boquist. All right, they're like yeah. the same fucking person. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell him, what about you? Uh, I said it the other day. I think they're going to get all the, these three games. They're going to get them all. Um, you did. Yeah. So hopefully I'm right, and I think tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see Lazar tomorrow. That'll be interesting too if he'll be in the lineup, which I believe he will be. All right. Um, How about Sharangovich? Maybe not again, huh? Another no, shot. he's. I, I don't. I think he's going to be. It's going to be hard for him to get his way back into this lineup. Uh, injury. I, I, exactly. Injury. Somebody's yeah. going to have to get hurt. We so, actually made some history. Right? We did. What do we have? We're the first team ever in NHL now that after last night to have four uh, Switzerland-born players in the lineup. Yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Four this Swiss. And uh, so, give me a, a hot take for this weekend, okay? Just something, a little hot take, you think. I'll, I'll go first to throw it out there. I'm going to say that Vitek Vanacek is going to have a shutout this weekend. That's my hot take. 
like that. I'm gonna go with a Jesper Bratt hat trick. Ooh, okay, I like it. Anyone I'm going else? with I'm going with uh, 14 goals in the next three goal, three games. Dude, four to how double. about how about freaking uh, who was it uh, scored 10 last night? Um, oh, oh wow. yeah, 10 to four, that. right? I think 10 that's to four. Scored. Was that Dallas? Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Against Buffalo. That was was ten to four against Buffalo. That's crazy, isn't it? This is the first time it was ten gold this year. Um, And look, the Canes only beat Philly by one goal last night too. I was hoping that the Canes were gonna gonna fail that lose to Philly last night. One nothing only though. The West needs to watch out for Dallas. I mean, with the moves that they made, and uh, you know Max Domi on that team, and now with uh, the goaltending doing fantastic and playing away, they're going to be a tough team out west. So, Bob, what's your hot take? Uh, starting with the Carolina game and going forward. So that's Carolina and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Timo Meyer will have four goals in the three games. So okay, okay, so you're going to the next three games. Out of those three games, Timo Meyer is going to have four goals. After Montreal, yes. Yeah. Okay, so he's not going to score out. in Montreal. I don't know what he's going to do in Montreal. I know specifically. But those goals are not going to go towards. He's going to score five in Montreal, and then he'll follow. And then up another four over two. All this right. is great. That's good, so, too. four goals over the next three games, not counting the first of those three games. Not counting Montreal. Right, okay. And then you got a hat trick. Tony's got a hat trick for Brett. Yeah. Um, nice. Dan, you had 14 goals, you said? 14 goals over the next three games. They're going to be scoring a lot. Okay, 14 goals over the next three games. Yeah. Now, four of those, guys, apparently, guys, are going to... Continues the streak? It's not Ooh, much of a... Mar- Mar- Mercer? Yeah, he's, what, 11 games now, point streak? 11 so games of point streak, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, all right, this is cool. I was thinking that we get back together on Monday if you guys want, and uh, we do this whole thing again and recap the next two games and, you know, talk about whatever else is on mind. And we got to go with another The Devil You Know. The oh. Devil You Know, which we will do on, on either Wednesday or Thursday, I guess, for our second show next week, and that'll be Tony. And then who wants to do it the third week? Bye. All right. Bob is doing it the third week, and then Dan will do it the fourth week. Yeah, sure. That'll be fun. 22nd. All right. All right. So uh, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the uh, Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil podcast. Do you want to do the intro now or do not do it at all? Because we completely well, I just, I screwed up that. the entire opening. I could screw up the, the closing if you want, but I will tell you this. I want you to go back and check that email, dude. You sent me the wrong one. Did I send you the wrong one? Yeah, you did. I don't want to call you out, but I'm pretty sure. You tell me if I'm wrong, but that email, that's the old one. I I checked it. Well, I'll tell you what. So we're all here right now. Let's just check. Yeah. All right. So that's not the right email address. All right. So this is what I sent you. And (laughs) I don't know. Play it. That's not it. No, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> this is what I sent you. Alright. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here came No, again. that's not what you said. That's what I sent you. Alright, let me see. The Uncle Puckers from Jersey Devils Podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Thank you, Kenny Danico. That's what you were supposed to hear when we first started. What is the date so, on that email? Yesterday. March 9th? That was yesterday. It was my anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Something happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'll blame uh, GarageBand or alcohol. March or 9th to you from me. It says new, new intro, and that's it. So That's what I got. Um, new, new intro. Oh, this says new intro one. That's the problem. I mean, yeah. new intro, <laughs> I new, something. new intro. I'm going to send it to you again right, right. now. 
So, all right. So, um, yeah, maybe next time we'll actually get this thing yeah. <laughs> sounding good. But eh, it was fun. Yeah, so, definitely. All right. So, uh, we're the Uncle Puckers. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, or you know, both of you. And we will uh, <laughs> see you when we see you. All right, then. Puckers out. Let's go, Devils. Thank you.